Hey guys, your Scandal Squad is back. We're all here and we're getting ready to break down Scandal Season 7, Episode 4, titled The Lost Girls, right after this. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I like how we're all silent. We just yeah, hit so the box. Hey. Hey. Shout out to Shonda Rhimes. Yes. Awesome throwback, though. Yes. Right? Killing it this season with the music. Can we get it? Uh, oh, I thought we were going to hit the hook. It's okay. I know. <laughs> Take it away. See, I always used to think it was Jason. Jason Waterfalls no. when wow. I was young. That's so really? about when I was like in second grade. You know, something like that. A long time ago. I thought it was Jason Waterfalls. I, I literally I have a friend, Zach. He In his uh, description on Instagram, it says, don't go Jason Waterfalls. It's like an inside joke. Oh my goodness. I wasn't alone. <laughs> It's like that Lloyd song. You can never get the line right. Five right. two or five two. Five two. two. Yeah. Uh. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to our after show for Scandal on yes. TGIT. Um, the whole panel's back this week. Yeah. Feels nice. Yes. Definitely feels good. You guys know me. I'm your host, Christine. You can find me all over social media at Christine Bean with three E's and kick it to my panel. I'm Tessa Saval. You guys can find me on all social media at Tessa underscore Saval. Hey guys, I'm Paris Rose. You can find me everywhere at Paris Rose with two R's. And I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams and on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW. We missed you guys. You guys too. <laughs> it was it, we were double trouble last week, man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so good to have you guys back. <laughs> Definitely, it feels good to be back here with you guys. Yeah. Um, for episode four, the season is mm-hmm. like in full swing. And this is a full episode. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, from yes. beginning to end, there's like stuff happening. That's so true. Yeah. It was engaging. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all, we're all caught up. We're, we're going to get into that really quickly, but before we get started with the episode, I want to take some time to um, share a message from one of our sponsors, from ZipRecruiter. Um, if you're hiring, you know that quality hires keep your business moving forward, but you also know it can take a lot of time to find the right candidate for the job. Um, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the world's leading job boards with just one click. So you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Uh, Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. And that's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them, which is dope because, yep. I mean, that's why right. you need a service like this. Exactly. You know, take the exactly. work out of it. <laughs> um, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Um, so if you guys are interested, find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, all you Scandal listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. If you have a small business or you're launching something, um, ZipRecruiter is the place to go to get help uh, building your brand or anything of that sort. Um, so right now, you can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz to try it for free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash buzz. So check awesome. it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Great coupon code. I mean, I may have to try that out. I'm hiring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I know. Yeah. I am. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't sell yourself short, Great guys. Great res
You never know what you get from it's tuning into really AfroBuzz. Absolutely. ZipRecruiter <laughs> yeah. can totally be the thing that, you know, steps your business up to the next level. So check it out, guys. Yay. And just real quick, shouting out to all of our live feed people. We see you. You guys are rolling in, giving your initial shout outs. We love the process. Every week is the same. They're like, yes. hey, guys, what's up? You introduce yourself. And then you guys know each other, which is the cutest. You're like, hey, so-and-so, hey, so-and-so, so we love our live feed family is what we're going to yes, call it. Yes, live feed family. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget to shout you guys out. Yeah. Um, so let's just get right in it. Yes. This episode was titled Lost Girls. Um, but, I mean, really where we're at right now in this episode, we're finally back to, I guess, the beginning where these last few episodes have kind of been leading up to, yes. to why Fitz is here and mm-hmm. that moment outside of Liv's apartment. Um, and it turns out he is here to help with the Lost Girls cause. Yes. Um, were you guys expecting that? I didn't know what he was going to do because he's on this mission really to save Liv. And I didn't think he was going to do a cave. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I thought he was, or like, fall in love with me. I really thought it was going to be, he was going to be like, you know what, you're crazy. <laughs> and I'm here because I know you are. I thought it was going to be really more obvious, but I kind of like the case thing. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it, it was It was surprising just yeah. because I was like, oh, you actually have a purpose. And it's like <laughs> yeah. a real, and it yeah. makes sense. It wasn't as obvious because clearly she's so intuitive right now in this mm-hmm. new role. And I feel as though if he would have came on too strong, she would have just shut him off, yeah. shut him yeah. down, and then mm-hmm. kept rolling. So the fact that he kind of gave a little sneak peek, yes. little you know, backdoor entrance, I liked it. To be honest, I if you guys watched last week, I kind of had a whole rant about this <laughs> because... Papa Pope and Fitz, I don't trust together. And so I think when I saw them in the last episode, I knew something was up. Right. Which I yeah. continue to emphasize. And I feel like I now know what's up. Yeah, you were spot on with that. <laughs> I was like really adamant. Yeah, this this that. week shows the why, that kind of why <laughs> yeah. question. Like, why did he go to? But it's because but it, yeah. he was so strong. Fitz has such a strong influence over Fitz. Mm-hmm. And that's the only resource that Papa Pope has. What do you think, Christine? Yeah, I mean, it's funny how Liv is, like, immediately rattled by him being there. Like, yes. she just can't wrap her head around why Fitz would be there. It's like he's mm-hmm. taking a page out of her book, yes. appealing to, you know, their feelings for each other and giving a yep. strong case. Like, I feel like that's something yep. Liv would do to get someone yeah. to do what she wants. So I was like, okay, Fitz, all right. <laughs> um, and, yeah, he's using his his charm over Liv, which I wasn't sure was still there. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. But now he, like, hearing it from her father, it, I feel like he's more confident now. He was like, you know, you've always been her weakness. And he, I feel like he was like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> like, I feel like he gained more confidence. That's so true because Papa Pope has been the largest antagonist yes. against Fitz. And he never wanted them to be together. So now he's like his biggest cheerleader. Right. So, he's so like, that oh. is, he has a little bit more confidence <laughs> to kind of show up in her life. Multiple times at her door, by the way. <laughs> Very yes. true. I mean... It's kind of weird. He's walking around in, you know, plain clothes. You know, where's Fitz's, you know, Secret Service that still follows you when you're out of office? It seems like they're never really, like, in the frame very much. Um, 
which, you know, is so different to when he was POTUS. They were just everywhere. <laughs> um, but, you know, the basis of this plan, like we said, is to get Liv to stopping the head of B613 to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, which, at this point, I, it feels like between Jake and Fitz, she's at a crossroads of, like, what to do, whether or not she can mm-hmm. actually handle this role. Right. Hmm. I just have a question, though, because... Um, Papa Pope was so into B613 when he was command and it's saving the Republic why would he want to shut it down if he really feels like this unit protects the Republic I get why he doesn't want Liv to be the head but why wouldn't he want someone else to run it Like, why does he want to I shut it down really Papa Pope wants to run it himself again <laughs> which is why he secretly got the permission from Fitz, that was like his last order before leaving the White House was to write True. in these funds. But then when Olivia caught it, she shut it down and then she yeah. actually kept it for herself. So I think that Papa Pope is a little salty and he feels <laughs> that I don't want her to run it. I want myself. So if I can get her out the way, then I can take it back over eventually. I think I'm that's the why. Him. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I mean, let's not forget B613 is Rowan's life work. Yes. I mean, he's still old painting you know, dinosaurs and tending to those things. But, like, we all know that's just busy work until he can get his hands dirty again in B613 some way, somehow. Right. They're they're, they're two individuals who are controlled by power. You think he's really, like you said, he's not going to just let Liv have it and not try and take it back. Mm Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, interesting. And one thing, just in that first scene, when you were talking about the parallel between Fitz and Jake... I found it very interesting, the dynamics, the trio dynamics between Fitz, Jake, and even the new guy, Curtis, because I think that Liv really likes strong men. She thrives because she's such a strong woman. So when she was surprised when Fitz showed up at her door, she was so like, uh, I can't. I can understand the feeling, but I can't express it. The disgust almost and Curtis turning around and kind of chickening out from being there like, oh, no, I'll talk to you later. I was actually going to leave. She was like, that's why she was like, "Okay, if he calls again, I'm always busy because it's like, who wants that? But then right after that, who did she go to first to talk about the fact that Fitz was back? She went to Jake and she's like, Fitz is back. What am I supposed to do? I was like, "Ooh, Ooh. you going back to your strong man. (laughs) Yeah, but point. Speaking of Curtis, um, so he leaves that first scene in the beginning with Liv because he can't handle the situation. I mean, who who would want to stand between right. that? <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Too much. Anyone listening or watching us live or watching later, how how thick of tension do you think was in the room between mm-hmm. those three? But um, this episode, <laughs> Curtis actually, I think he flexed his muscles in a different way on his show, mm. the, the Price of Power, I believe, yeah. is, is his talk show. Um, you know, as the, the story with the missing girl starts to gain traction, Fitz appears on the show with the mother of Zoe Adams. Um, her name is Nora Adams, Zoe's mom, to try and plead their case. And I feel like this is where we see, um, you know, more of Curtis's character and who yeah. he really is. Just on how quickly he claps back at Fitz and their dialogue um, surrounding a very a sensitive topic and it's a serious issue and something that I'm glad that Shonda Rhimes found a way to bring mm-hmm. into the scandal world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a as a journalist, I thought that Curtis asked amazing questions, even though he was clapping back. Yeah. I thought that was an amazing way to handle that interview. Mm-hmm. But then Fitz handled it like a pro. Yeah, like I was yeah. like, where is he going? How is he going to defend himself? And he killed it. So both of them, I was just like. Okay, she has two good men. <laughs> like they're both brilliant. 
So it falls back to the confidence that you spoke on earlier mm-hmm. that Fitz has in this episode, yes. which he doesn't always did have. Did you see a different? Like I did, and I agree. I feel like um, probably should have held Fitz feet to the fire mm-hmm. in that situation. But at, at the same time, I was like, oh, you have balls on your show <laughs> on live television, but you exactly. didn't yeah. last <laughs> night when you were crawling away. <laughs> well, Fitz was in, in his court at that mm-hmm. point. He's the hot, he was in the hot seat. He was the one able to ask those, yeah. those questions. And I agree with you guys. As a journalist, mm-hmm. like he held him... He, he asked the right questions, right. To, really to be honest. Yeah. And I think the way Fitz carried himself was great. Yeah. And that's why Olivia had her wine looking like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this man? And he announced in, on that show that he was going to stick around D.C. I'm sure you're excited. Christine. I am. <laughs> oh, you Elitzers over there. <laughs> I'm very excited. Although it could be for the wrong reasons, you know. But I, I am very excited by that. I, I think it's good to have Fitz back. This is this is post, you know, presidential Fitz. I feel like last week seeing his dynamic with Marcus and kind of working through those sensitive topics around race. I think that's why, maybe not why, but part of Fitz's confidence in uh, tethering himself to a cause like this yeah. and kind of not tiptoeing around it, really calling things right. out and right. standing in his truth. And I really, really love that. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think part of it, too, is, like, he's not president anymore, so in a way he doesn't have anything to lose. Yeah. Because he's not mm-hmm. yeah. sitting in the White House every day. True. Having someone, like, you can't say this, you right. can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. This will be he doesn't have a filter anymore, in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. He's so relaxed. He's like, hey, yeah. you want to grab a drink? <laughs> I mean, all casual. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is casual fits. <laughs> I know. Well, casual fit still has that leather jacket and a full head of hair. So I think Liv is like mm-hmm. full head of hair. You know, I mean he's an older white dude, let's be yeah, real. Like that's true, kind right? of it's kind true. of a unicorn there. Kind of his swag. So in the live chat, just to um chime in, Sarah Brockle, she said that Curtis didn't put up a fight with Fitz on the show like he did with Olivia. You know, he shut down Olivia. He he fought. He shut her down, and yeah. so well they were going down he, he to the accepted. last minute. Yeah, yeah. He didn't cut her off. Cut him off thirty seconds. I know something's Five. flying <laughs> in the air. But yeah, interesting point. Thanks for pointing that out. Live yeah. chat. Yeah, you guys are on it. Um, but you know, unfortunately, all of that was overshadowed by a coup that was taking place in Bashran, mm. which is framing this uh, nuclear summit. That was supposed to uh, happen between President Meli, Prime Minister Nazari of Dakal, and President Rashad of Bashran. Um, and we know President Rashad pretty well at this point, a couple mm-hmm. episodes in. How do you guys feel about the the love between President Meli and President Bashran, uh, Rashad? Yes. I mean, if it's genuine, then I'm kind of here for it. I just, Meli needs a man. But I'm no. still kind of debating if it's genuine or if he has like an. A motive. You know, if he wants he to be clo- yeah. yeah. If he wants to be close to this woman empowered, like running the free world. That's oh, wow. that's interesting. I, I took him as very she's genuine. Going to war for yeah. him. She's yeah. going to war for him. What what so, about yeah. him makes you think it's genuine? Yeah. The fact that his country kind of turned on him when he left. You know, I mean, I just feel like if he wasn't as into her as it seems, he wouldn't have honestly drawn it out you see but for that same reasons why i feel like it's not genuine because this country did turn on him so having this powerhouse the president of the united states behind him he's she's going to war for him oh, so it's like all saying. it works in his favor but Ooh, real, i, I see it's a win-win almost for him yeah in hindsight though like he didn't know at the time that he expressed feelings for melly yeah. that his country was going to turn on him 
And it was almost as if him teaming up with America is what made his country turn on him because he right. said clearly yeah. at the summit, if I make a peace, you know, a treaty with you guys, a foreign treaty with you guys, or I were to release your spy, then either way I will be exiled or killed. That's he right. said it at the beginning. Yeah. So I think kind of almost lose I'm gonna I'm go against what you said a second ago but it's almost lose lose because it's like he's yeah. either gonna die get exiled <laughs> he might as well get a little love in between that yeah. is true it's interesting you know yeah. yeah I mean his back's against the wall at this point and <laughs> it seems like Melly is the only one who can help him at this point with where his country is at I have a question for you guys though just do? in <laughs> reference to okay that whole scene since we're talking about the war and when Olivia had went and talked to Melly and was basically like, you know, you you have feelings for this guy, like you you have different, um, you don't have a clear mind as you're making these rational decisions, and she's like, you don't go, you're like you're trying to go to war for this guy, and I was like, ooh, mm. but honey, child, yeah. Grant Whoa. Fitzgerald Grant <laughs> went to war for well, you yes. when you were captured. So what do you guys think of the parallel between the two? I thought I, it was glaring me in the face. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad really? that you brought it up. Yeah. Honestly, because yeah. maybe it's because I've been re-watching the series. I've, we spoke about this. I have yeah. no life, guys. We watched all <laughs> scandal. But when it when push came to shove, the, the the situation that they were in at the time, Melly was like, if you need to go to war, go to war for her. I know you didn't go through all this for a cheap lay. That's yeah. literally mm-hmm. what she said to Fitz when he was you know, mm-hmm. debating. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, live in the situation is like, pump the brakes. Don't go to war for no dude <laughs> right. just for no reason. You know, f- checking her along the way to make sure that this is the right move. And Melly kind of has the last word in this situation because she's like, this is my decision. Mm-hmm. What I found really interesting about the conversation they had is I feel like Melly was almost trying to like prove or like beg to Olivia like mm. why this was her decision. And I just find it so interesting that that power dynamic still is so uneven in a way. Right. Yeah. Like I seriously felt like she was kind of like like almost talking herself into it too. And I'm like, girl, you you are in charge. Olivia is not, you know? Felt the same not. way. Like in the, yeah. the end, she pretty much gave her permission to be in charge. Right, Olivia's exactly. Like, yeah, you know what? That was a good one. So you can be in charge. That's how it felt. But we all know it that. did, especially because yeah. her decision about being in charge. Liv already had a brief prepared for that decision, <laughs> so she's like, "Sure, take she's this one. Like, I it's already yours. Knew. You can Story be in charge one. for that." But just thinking back to that that same point about the war, Olivia was actually very pissed at. Fits yes. for going to a war mm-hmm. for her, mm-hmm. so it's like a consistency actually that she has yes. because she's yeah. like, why would you go to war for some for your mistress for someone that you love? like? Get over it. You're running a country, so yeah. it's nice to see some you know mm-hmm. consistency and that power didn't exactly change her perspective. That's true, and that's a clear perspective to have, especially as chief of staff. She's trying to look at all angles right. of the situation, hence why she probably had two briefs: just what could go wrong, what could go right, mm-hmm. and contingency contingency plans either way. But, you know, it brings up a good point that we're all discussing here about how long can this power dynamic between those two last? Mm-hmm. Because how many times did Fitz and Cyrus have their falling outs where he was, like, literally, like, you're fired. Like, I'm yeah. done with you. Yeah. Because, you know, one person is playing the bull and the other person is the, the face of whatever it is they're trying to do. And Liv is so, like, I think unsure right now of where she wants to go with being command or not. And then juggling that with being you know, Melly's spine and backbone and brain and helping her through all this and then the power dynamic that they have. I'm just curious how long these two women can continue to coexist in the Oval. Right. If I was Melly, I would be over it. Like, 
I made a decision. Stop trying to tell me I'm wrong. I am the president. So I think I would have already been like, all right, I'm, I'm done with you. I need a man. I need a man to help me out. I just would be really over it. A man to help me out. Well, not to help me out because women, I just feel like women together sometimes, I mean, sorry, we are catty with each other and really competitive. Women are, it's hard to have this like support for women nowadays. Actually, always. It's just, it's unfortunate, but it's like that. And I personally would be like, you know what? This woman wants my job and it's my job. So bye. That's how I would feel. I don't, I don't see them necessarily breaking up or them being over each other just yet and yeah. for a while. Only because, different to what you just said, this woman wants my job, but really she doesn't. So I think that it's such a powerful duo when you have someone that is your backbone that actually does not want your job. If Olivia wanted to be president, Olivia would be president. But you she wants so. to... Oh, absolutely. She wants to be the one with the power, and she knows that the person that's in front doesn't have the power. It's the behind the scenes. And I don't think that Melly will ever get upset with Olivia to the point of leaving because she is so weak. And as Tessa pointed out earlier, her groveling to make a decision for the first time since she's been president was pathetic. And she continues to display that. And Olivia continues to save her. She gave that... Oh, such an empowering speech guy. Like, literally, I had goosebumps. I don't know if I'm wearing sleeveless Me or it's really <laughs> But goosebumps. She was like, I have your back. You are not at the top alone. At the end of the day, I will support you in whatever you decide. And that's what you need in your life. Yeah, yeah Olivia. I've said this before. We all need Olivia in our lives. <laughs> yes. Liv needs to be around to just handle everything for us. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I agree. I'm excited to continue to see that, that duo kind of tackle things as season seven goes on we're only four episodes in so uh are we still are we still with scandal we're, we're, still, we're, still, we're there? still there we're still yeah. there yeah. i know I'm, I'm just like okay they're inching along i'm exactly. like wondering did you guys get that feeling am i alone in that maybe the live chat can sound off are we like inching towards something really big like i feel like you know this is the first like marquee kind of moment in Melly's presidency you know having this nuclear summit trying to sign this right. this peace treaty i'm wondering if you know, with this coup, is oh. is it going to be a situation where she needs to go to war and everything changes? Like, that could change the whole dynamic of the show. So that is true. I, I, you know, I have to wonder why we're getting introduced to these storylines, why he's her love interest, why all this matters. Mm. Well, the live chat has some interesting stuff going on. Kamara um, was speaking about smelling a rat with the coup and was saying basically that Melanie needs to stop giving um, that the, the president, she said King, uh, president, the, the, her hooch, because it's like there's a trust. She was like, do you really trust him to drink with him and to be comfortable? Kind of um, what you said about yeah. is there something going on? Is there really a coop? Is it maybe That's a trap true. for American soldiers to go in and fight and then really capture them and get their power back? Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. You know, that's a, I mean. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> What if Prime Minister Nazari had something to do with that? Because they burst it, they burst in right when they were, you know, mm, yeah. reaching yeah. a the ground. The timing was suspicious. And this, exactly. And this was after day one where things already mm-hmm. blew up in their face. Yes. What yeah. if, you know, Prime Minister Nazari had that kind of in his back pocket just in case they hadn't come into an agreement? Mm to have that happen. That wouldn't surprise me. Interesting. I like where your head's He's at. a tricky man. I, I did think that he kind of gave in a little too quick on the treaty. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I I kind of see this as a moment, too, where maybe B613 needs to be involved. I mean, Jake yeah. hinted at that at the very end, that, hey, we could have had a, 
uh, a leg up on this if we had more agents. Yeah. You know, we need more people on the ground, which is like pulling her more into B613, where like the rest of her world's kind of like pulling her out. So it's, a, it's an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic. Quick question Are Charlie and Quinn done with B613? That's actually a really good question. Because aren't they supposed to still be agents? I think that when the shutdown happened, everyone was wiped clear, you know, when they handed the cards and they just, you know, they killed everyone or whatever. Um, So I think that she perhaps recruited new people. Interesting. And these faceless B613 agents. Right. So we have yet to see, guys. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. It's time for a Shady Boots moment. Who do you guys Ooh. have oh, for Shady Let's Boots? See who I, oh, I wrote down music. two moments. Ooh. Ooh. Let's sing it in first. Okay. Ooh. You keep saying oh. you've got something for me. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> We're going to waste our part. <laughs> All right, we can skip. It's going to be so long. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just go ahead and lead in with yes. my shady yes, moments. I, so I had two, but I think I'm really going to give it to Cyrus this okay. episode. Even though his love story going on with uh, Glackland is kind of a secondary storyline, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. doesn't stop him from throwing shade. Shady boots. <laughs> um, with just the little things that he says, um, where he was, you know, having a little chi-chi with Melly, and they were, you know, having girl talk, I guess. And <laughs> I love he that said, <laughs> did you see my ex-husband? How can I go from that yes. to that? And I think we all collectively in the studio looked at each other like, sorry, Jeff Perry, I love you, but like, Cyrus, you're not exactly <laughs> You know, the greatest catch ever. You kind of have murdered people in the past for political gain. And, yeah. So, I don't know how you can rate yourself that much higher than someone who genuinely likes you, genuinely, right, right now, and wants to be with you. I thought that was shady. Okay, to be honest, mine was kind of fit. Because I feel like throughout the episode, and it wasn't a specific moment... I just feel like something is so up with how he's getting out Olivia. And when they kissed, another moment, we all were like, oh! <laughs> that moved so fast, I felt it like. Did. And it just didn't settle right with me, and I didn't like it. It's not like I'm usually like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I was like, wait, whoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like that. that yeah. was my shady moment. Mm. That's a good one. Ugh, mine is a slight shade, um, but it's when the mom of the missing girl she meets um, Fitz, and he's all like, you know, I'm so sorry, it took so long, and she's like, well, I'm so glad. Like, oh crap, I don't remember what she says now. She said, no, I wrote arrived. it down. Yeah. She said, about time you showed yeah. up. Yeah, so I thought she was like that. I thought she was gonna be like, well, I'm so glad you're finally here. And she's like, well, it's about time you showed up. I'm right. like, oh, okay. So that was a little bit of shade. That was good. Well, can I just say, first off, the shadiest part of the episode was the fact that Huck wasn't in this episode. (laughs) Where is Huck? Where in the world is Huck? Why did I think notice that? Mm -hmm. I love Huck. Oh my gosh. We I honestly didn't. Shame on us. (laughs) I didn't notice either. Um, but my real Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that's huge, right? I'm like, wait a second. Um, but the real, my real shady, my shadiest shadiest. We're still <laughs> like, I'm feeling shady right now. <laughs> my shadiest shadiest is when Fitz had arrived um, at Liv's door and, uh, what's his name? Curtis. Curtis walked away and Fitz is like, hmm, 
this is exciting. He's like, that's exciting. Like, your little date, your little kiss, and now your date's running away. He's yes. like, that's exciting. I was like, oh. That is true. Oh, in it all. Tell me that in books. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. Right, right, right. That was a shady <laughs> moment. I'm here. <laughs> and your little date ran off, so oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. Like that. Oh my god. All right. So that pretty much wraps, wraps up the episode. I guess we can quickly go through our predictions. Oh no. But first. But first. Oh, but first. Can I talk about the parallels? Each yes. week I love talking about the parallels yes. between real life and what's going on with this show. Please and do. I found a couple this episode. One in particular was the primary plot of the girls, yes. you know, being missing. And that was a really huge story that actually happened with the girls from Nigeria being missing. Yes. This was years ago. You know, everybody, the White House when Obama was there at the time and um uh, Mrs. Obama held up signs like Greenback or Girls, yeah. and that was just like there wasn't enough media coverage. That was the biggest thing, mm-hmm. you know, when that happened. So I was like, oh, she really did bring light to that. Um, I think that it, this is this is a slither, but when Olivia was really exuding her power when Marcus came back and he's like, oh, I have to come by and see you for a hall pass before mm-hmm. I can see Melly. Well, actually, right now, um, President Trump's chief of staff, John Kelly, when he came in recently within the past couple of months being his chief of staff, that's literally what he did. He literally was like, nobody sees the president, even his own kids. Oh, wow. Ivana, wow. The, the, what? the Donald Jr. Yeah. He was <laughs> like, no, you don't get the president's time unless we approve it and you're on the schedule. So wow. I was like, ooh, I see that little parallel. And then Lies, which was my favorite, when Melly and Cyrus was doing their little chit-chat, little girl chat moment, Melly kicked off her shoes and jumped on the couch with her knees plunged into the seat. And that was a huge scandal from Kellyanne Conway, one of President Trump's largest um, advisors, and how yes, she was all yes. comfortable in the Oval Office, except <laughs> Melly is the actual president, and she can do that, unlike Kellyanne Conway. But anyway, <laughs> but then I was like, ah! That's so true. See what you're doing, Shonda. See what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, those parallels are spot on. This is why we love you, Shonda. Mm -hmm. Killing it, Mm -hmm. killing it with the real life references. (laughs) Um, So let's start talking about what's going to happen next. Um, I'm sticking by my prediction earlier that I think. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. How could I forget the music? I think this coup is gonna be is is gonna pull Liv even deeper into B six thirteen. I think it's gonna mess with her responsibilities as chief of staff mm-hmm. and create a lot of tension between her and Melly. I agree with you, and I find it interesting that she kind of asks multiple people if she can have it all, and everyone's telling her she can't, which is making me really question. And going back to my very first prediction, Melly and Fitz are going to end up together. Yeah. Uh, wow. Liv and Fitz are going to end up together. I don't know where Melly just came from. But you almost had Christina a heart attack. Come on. Because maybe she's thinking she is in over her head and just wants do- like to be done. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I don't really know what my prediction is besides my finale prediction. But I think it. Olivia's going to be very distraught. Um, mine is well. Now we know. Car- or not Carrie. Olivia. <laughs> you know <laughs> Olivia, her. Yeah, I know. We're best friends. Um, Olivia knows why Fitz is here now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Fitz's role in this whole season is going to be like trying to get Liv out of B six thirteen, and he's probably going to fail every time until the end. We'll see. 
That's what I'm thinking. Because she... We're not going to forget about Fitz. You know, we can't, like, bring him back to Vermont. So he has to have be here for a reason. I'm curious at the same thing. Because then what if that fails? What if she's just like, no, I don't want to be with you. This is not going to work. I'm yeah. sticking to be 613. Then what? What's his right. purpose? Mm-hmm. What is he doing? I know. We still have, what, how many episodes are in the season? Like, 20? 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Four. Yeah, 14. 12 more? Yeah. <laughs> um, my prediction... Well, they teased us for next week saying that, um, you know, everyone's against Olivia. Whose side are you on? Well, I'm always on Olivia's side, so I'm just going to make that clear. But um, something that I found really interesting in this episode that I feel will cross over is where we left off with Olivia and Papa Pope. And I feel like with her discovering that Papa Pope went to go see Fitz, she's going to have a different perspective now. And Fitz is not going to be able to scheme her in a way that like he intentionally planned. Um, I think that that was that power move at the end. We kind of didn't talk about it, but when she cleared out Papa Pope's uh, studio mm-hmm. and took all the bones away and was like, you're going to listen to me. Now, I feel that Papa Pope is going to try to find a way to get into Olivia's head because I feel like he can do it so well. Even mm-hmm. the reverse psychology, he tried to play this episode saying like, oh, you, oh, you're coming to see me because Fitz was on TV and you like him. You know that you can't be with him, but yet he's telling Fitz, go be with her. So he knows that she's going to defy him. If he was to say, yes, go run and be with Fitz and listen to everything that Fitz has to say, yeah. she's not going to mm-hmm. do it. So he's playing this deep, True. deep reverse psychology. Yeah. And I think that we're going to see that expand. And I'm so excited to see the end of next season, uh, end of next season, <laughs> the end of next episode, because who, who, who's, who's going to be on top over Olivia? Also, I wrote this down. We didn't touch on this either. But why is he always yelling? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is always Papa yelling. Papa Pope is always yelling. I don't know what just got to me this episode. Oh, yeah. we, we were really watching it. really cracked me up. I'm like. He was yelling. That's what she literally jumped <laughs> while we were watching it. She was like. Why? Oh, Papa Pope. Joe He's more airy. He has no chill. He's it was like, no not chill. even necessary this time, though. Like, you can, you can say the same I thing. That's maybe what it was. It yeah. just felt really <laughs> unnecessary. Super, like, it's dad It's like his mode. routine. Yeah. It's like he always just goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Zero Olivia's to 100. always just very calm, like, I'm yeah, waiting till yeah. this dude is done yelling because <laughs> I can't get a word. We're in the routine. <laughs> she always looks like she can bust out in tears every time, she but does. she holds it's it like together. Like, but she's like, just going to walk away now. Oh, you did it so good too. Oh, really? Oh, yes, close up. I would too. He's intense. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Giving flashbacks to my dad. I don't care why the clothes aren't picked up. You pick it up, Olivia. Like that's literally right. <laughs> and I love the octaves, the the, yes. the sing songy way that he yells. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is. All right, guys. I think that wrap just about <laughs> wraps up uh, episode four, Lost Girls, on season seven. Yes. Thanks for kicking it with us. If you guys were here in the live chat or if you're listening tomorrow on iTunes or on YouTube. Thank you so much for kicking it with us. I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can find me all over social media at Christine Bean. My name is Tessa Saval. You guys can find me all over social media at Tessa underscore Saval. And I am Paris Rose. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook at Paris Rose with two R's and Twitter with Paris Rose TV with two R's. On Twitter! <laughs> and I'm Jessica Williams. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Jessica Williams and on Twitter at Miss Jessica WW. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next week. Like our video. Subscribe <laughs> to After Buzz Dramas. Yes. <laughs>
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.